I'm Benjamin Hockman, and welcome to Playbacks, an audio series that brings to life the archives of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, recorded and edited by Chris Lay. Today we turn to the pages of 1926, when a 39-year-old pitcher who was thought to be washed up and suffered from bouts of epilepsy and alcoholism delivered the St. Louis Cardinals their first World Series championship. Old Pete saves day after Haynes pitches skin off his finger. Veteran hurler, without warming up, fans Lazari with bases full. Strain was on Lazari, not me, Alex says, by J. Roy Stockton of the Post-Dispatch Sports Staff, October 11th, 1926. Manager Hornsby and his Cardinals are champions of the world. They have defeated the New York Yankees, and the world is singing the praises of Grover Cleveland Alexander and Jess Haynes and Tommy Thevenow and Hornsby and all the other courageous men who have contributed to the success of the St. Louis National League Club. But the songs of praise that tell of Alexander's great right arm, of Jess Haynes's courage which made him pitch until he wore the skin and flesh off his finger, and of the great fielding and batting of Tommy Thevenow only strike the surface of the thing. It was more than Alexander's arm, and it was more than Haynes's courage, and it was more than Tommy Thevenow's fielding skill and great batting in the pinches. It was the spirit of the Cardinals, the will to win, the determination to fight on and to give all for the common cause that won the World Series for the Cardinals. The inside story of what happened in the ball field yesterday and on the train after the game goes a long way toward telling how this Cardinal club accomplished so much. Hornsby and his men were leading 3-2 when the seventh inning arrived. Haynes had held the enemy to two runs, and he had pitched a courageous, masterful game. But his finger was raw and sore. There was the raw flesh showing on the forefinger of his right hand, the hand that had to grip the ball and propel it over the plate. Jess gritted his teeth and pitched. The first batter in the inning was Combs. He singled to left. Koenig next up sacrificed, and Ruth then was passed purposely. Musel hit to Bell, and Bell's throw to Hornsby forced Ruth but Musel beat Hornsby's relay to first, preventing the completion of the hoped-for double play. Haynes pitched two strikes to Gehrig, and then the sore finger became too much of a burden. Haynes pitched, but he could not control the ball, and Gehrig walked. The stands were wild. The bases were filled. Only a base hit, an error, or another pass and the score would be tied. A base hit probably would put the Yanks ahead. Hornsby and Bottomley and Bell and Thevenow and O'Farrell gathered around Haynes. He showed the sore finger, but he said he'd pitch. He'd forget the finger and pitch. But Hornsby knew that the finger was too much of a handicap. The blood was showing in the wound. Haynes had done his share. He had to get out of there. The decision reached... Hornsby motioned to the bullpen at the extreme left field corner of the field where the Cardinal pitchers and catchers were waiting for a call. The men in the bullpen knew what the order was. 
They could not see much of the playing field, but they could see that there was a congestion on the base path and they could hear the shouting stands. A tall, lank figure with a gaudy red sweater coat stalked from the bullpen towards the infield. Hornsby walked out to meet him. It was Alexander, who had pitched nine innings only the day before. The bases are filled, Alex, Hornsby said. But there's two out, and Lazari's coming up. Do you feel all right? Sure, I feel fine, Alex replied. Three on, eh? Well, there's no place to put Lazari, is there, with the sacks all loaded up. I'll just have to give him nothing but a lot of hell, won't I? Alexander had not even been warming up. I'm not going to warm up out there, he told Hornsby before the game. I know this old soup bone of mine, and I know I can't do any good if I warm up. Don't expect to see me warming up, but if you need me, don't worry. I can go in there and pitch plenty of ball for an inning. I know I can throw four or five of the damnedest balls they ever saw. Maybe a couple of innings, but I won't warm up. Alexander did his warming up on the pitching slab. He threw five practice balls to O'Farrell, and then Lazari took his place at the plate. The base runners took their lead. Alex threw a curve. It was on the inside. A ball. The next was a curve on the inside. A called strike. The next was another zipping curve, and Lazari fouled a hot one into the left field seats. One more pitch to Lazari. A bad ball. But Lazari swung viciously and missed, and he was out, and the danger was passed. How did you feel when you went in there with the bases loaded without a chance to warm up? Alexander was asked. How did I feel? Alexander countered. Go and ask Lazari how he felt. I felt fine. I have no nerves. The strain naturally was on Lazari. The only thing that hurt me was that Jess hadn't been able to finish it out. Say, I'd love to have seen him go through without having to have any aid from an old stiff like me. But there's another thing. Isn't there some way to take one of the games I won and give it to Bill Shirtle? It ain't fair for Bill to pitch the great ball he pitched and not win either game. I'd feel a whole lot happier tonight if Bill Shirtle could have one of my games. But I'm pretty happy. Do you know why? I'll tell you. I'm happy because I came to St. Louis and was able to do something for Rogers Hornsby. There's a great fellow, if there ever was one. Who couldn't pitch for Raj? I wish I could have done 10 times as much this year as the little bit I did for him. He makes this a great ball club. I've been in baseball a long time, but I never was treated so squarely as I have been treated by Raj and the St. Louis players and the St. Louis fans. But Raj is the man. It wasn't my arm out there. Don't give me any credit. I'm just lucky to have a good, strong arm and no nerves, and the strain wasn't on me. It was on Lazari. Alexander was telling his story as the Cardinals special was carrying the team back to St. Louis. While he was talking, Tommy Thevenow came in from the dining car and took a seat across from Alex. There's the hero of the series, Alexander exclaimed. There's the greatest shortstop in the world. There's the kid that won the series. Don't hero me, Thevenow protested. If it hadn't been for Hornsby and Southworth and Bottomley and Bell and the pitchers, we got licked for sure. Don't give me any credit. It was no individual's triumph as far as the exploits on the field were concerned. Thanks for listening to Playbacks. Be sure to check out the links and related articles in this episode's show notes.